This is Monocle On Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly long-form program where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Nick Manese. A 500-year-old building in Venice's St Mark's Square opened to the public earlier this month after an extensive but sensitive restoration project from the studio of Sir David Chipperfield. The Procurate Vecchia building, which is owned by insurance multinational Generale, now houses the company's foundation, the human safety net, on its top floor. Our Europe editor-at-large, Ed Stocker, went along to get a glimpse of the new interiors. The tourists are back with a vengeance in Venice. They've been sipping their Aperol spritzes today and taking selfies on the bridges of this canal city. Now, you may be able to hear the bell tolling. I'm in St Mark's Square, which is really the epicentre of tourism in this city. I was last here during the pandemic and there were nothing like the crowds that I'm seeing today. I've heard accents from the UK to France. Now you may be able to hear some construction work that's taking place on the Basilica in front of me, but there's also another restoration project that's been taking place over five years, a painstaking labor of love from Sir David Chipperfield, the famed British architect, who's had the job of restoring and enhancing the Procurate Vecchie, one of the long, long buildings that lines this square. And I'm here to get a bit of a sneak preview to find out what the studio has been up to. I'm Emma Ursic, the director of the Human Safety Net Foundation at Generali. The procurators used to live here and they, with the Republic of Venice, they used to have an administrative role. They used to look after the wills, so the private wealth of the city, but also look after, for example, social issues such as the orphans and the poor and the widows. And the idea that we come back now with this contemporary use and public access, but also the work of the foundation, which is centered on social inclusion, I think it's a nice homage to the past. And above these porthole windows, I see what look like fragments of a fresco, perhaps? Yeah, I guess this place was never really really lived maybe it was the servants quarters or maybe a warehouse so this is probably quite you know humble drawings of ships and ordinary life in Venice on water. Obviously a lot more people than before are going to be coming through these doors and seeing this building how does that feel having this being discovered for the first time in many years because you know here we are in St Mark's Square and thousands or millions of tourists see the facade of the building but they may be looking at the basilica and have no idea what's actually behind where we are now. It's going to be a discovery journey for us in beginning this new life of the building because Generali has been in this building since 1832, so six months after its foundation in Trieste. It started here in Venice, one room in the Procuratia, and then one by one, essentially the whole wing. So this is a new beginning, and as you say, it's never been open to the public before. So now it will be freely accessible. People will pay a ticket to come to the exhibition, but half of the ticket would be going to one of the programs, and the visitors can choose which program and then we have a cafe so of course we expect lots of international visitors to come and discover this new space but also the people of Venice to have a new space to be with people they care for to come on a Sunday morning enjoy a brunch and then listen to a concert and then come and see the activities that we have set up here for them. My name is Giuseppe Zampieri I'm the director and partner of David Cipofiacides Milan. 
it's very complex to work in a project like this one. And I think it's always a challenge to overlap architecture with new intervention together with old interventions. I think the biggest challenge it was to try to add a new layer to the old layers. And what we did try to do is to read always the building as a source to give ideas and to give us support to introduce new ideas and new layers into the project. My name is Cristiano Biglia. I'm an associate director of David Cipriffi Access Milan. The building was always a font of inspiration and also Venice was a font of inspiration. And uh, all what we did in the integration of the existing was done in relation also with the artisan of the local artisan in Venice using material and technique typical of Venice. So there are people really very specialized in making this kind of typical Venetian material as marmorino, terrazza veneziana, pastellone, cocciopesto that are material used in Venice in all his history. It's more than 1,000 years. One of the challenges was that this building or set of buildings as it was, was modified in different parts at different times. But you had to somehow bring this uniformity and I think it's been created with this beautiful arch. Maybe you can talk about this. The introduction of this arch has been probably one of the most important architectural elements. And it is probably with the floor, and in this particular case the floor is uh, not a razzo but cocciopesto, probably it is the most important intervention on the third floor. I would say that the arches are made by terrazzo, but they are precast elements. So it's like a new reinterpretation. Yeah, because normally it's flooring and now it's been used in, in arches. In arches, yes. And as Cristiano was saying before, you know, the challenge of every new intervention in the project was to try to find routes and sources to look ahead. And for example, you know, in this particular case, the floor is a typical Venetian floor done by hand. We don't have to forget this. As well as the terrazzo in the lower floors, as well as the cocciopesto in the upper floors. But the arches, the material is coming from the past, but the idea is looking towards the future. I did see, for example, just walking along these archways, I saw a few little frescoes of a half-exposed ship. What sort of things did you find while you were doing the restoration work and, if you like, peeling back the layers of this building? We are in the third floor. The third floor was, the, in a way, in the beginning, the poorest area of the building. And this one was very good because, for this reason, was protected, in a way. And here, the, our intervention was more uh, concentrated on revelation of the history of the building. So we started to remove the plaster and we discovered history in the walls that we wanted, in a way, to show. In this case, for instance, we use this typical Venetian way to finish the walls. It's called Shalbatura. That is a kind of lime whitewash in order to see all the history of the bricks. And the last word, well, we should leave that to Sir David Chipperfield, who was unable to be in Venice due to a busy work schedule, but spoke to us from Santiago de Compostela in Spain. We were able to encourage Generali to, I think, go quite a long way beyond strict commercial decision-making because this type of restoration is complicated. It's much easier to cover up a wall. It's much easier to put some plasterboard somewhere. I mean, what we've done is uncover everything, bring everything back. That takes patience, not just from the architects and the contractors, but also from the client to understand that restoring something in this way is a noble cause. It's much easier to imagine the reward for the client and for everybody in those rooms which are highly visible but 
What I think's been good here is that we've been able to do that even through areas which are, are less visible in conventional ways. For Monocle in Venice, I'm Ed Stocker. Thanks for listening to Monocle on Design Extra. If you're keen for more design stories, listen to our full-length program airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Today's episode was produced by Charlie Phil McCourt and Maylie Evans. I'm Nick Manise. Thanks for listening.